Today on CityCast Philly, we're down at the Italian market at Anthony's Italian Coffee and Chocolate House. And I'm sipping coffee with the owner and talking about how his family's business has evolved for four generations. It's Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Anthony Anastasio, you're the owner of Anthony's Italian Coffee and Chocolate House. Your family has been running businesses for decades. Why did you decide to follow, so to speak, in your great-grandfather's footsteps? So I was born and raised here on the market, and um, my great-grandfather came from Sicily in 1906, Mm -hmm. and he was a fisherman. So when he came to America... He settled here in Philadelphia and he started with a push cart where you would actually push food throughout the neighborhoods and they would park here on 9th Street. So they would like right out here, right out here. So we have a deck in the space now, but originally these were all push cart stands. Mm -hmm. And further down the block, you'll see some of those stands. So they would walk throughout the neighborhood, you know, announcing what they're selling. People would come out. And they would buy right from their the, the push carts. And then eventually he just parked it here. He settled here on the market and they stopped walking throughout the entire neighborhoods and just were start vending and selling here on 9th Street. And then they were just selling primarily just to the neighborhood people. So people who were just walking, you know, they, you know living in, in the neighborhood and walking to 9th Street. And they settled here. They met people here. They married people here, right. <laughs> okay, and they grew their family here. And so then, my grandfather uh, was a uh, was born in 1920 here. So he was the first generation born here. He's one of like seven, and um, some of his brothers were born in Italy. You got a big family. You got a big family. Right. <laughs> so um, he was forced at the uh, when the depression hit to stop going to school in sixth grade, and he had his own push cart for fruit and produce and everybody was working here on the market trying to survive Mm -hmm. he then you know went out on his own and he opened up a larger fruit and produce store and then he married my grandmother and she her family were poultry merchants on the market so literally everyone is truly from right here so the room that we're sitting in right now was my great-grandmother's family's fish market Wow, okay. Okay, so the room next door, which is where the coffee shop is, right? Uh, that was my grandfather's fruit and produce market. And then next door to that was my grandfather's original fish store. So wow. right here. So from 1906, we've been on this corner. And a lot of the photos that you'll see are of our family and working you know, here on the market, growing up on the market. My grandfather and my grandmother, they had four children. So my dad decided to live here on the market as well. He worked alongside his dad. He grew the business with his brothers and they moved to a wholesale place around the corner. And then during the 1980s, the market was really in a, in a steep decline. And um, they decided to close the retail store and just focus on the wholesale. Well, at that point, I was just getting out of college. By the time they closed, it took them a while to close. It took them quite a few I years. I mean, yeah, I can to, imagine. At that point, it was, what, three generations? That's correct. So um, this space became available. And prior to them closing, I was in their air that we need to 
you know, change with the times. And I truly believe that Ninth Street needed and our community needed a coffee shop because the coffee shop is so much more than just, you know, having a cup of coffee. It's a gathering place. They looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and uh, this is before the Starbucks was here in Philly. This is in the early 90s. And after they wind up closing the store, I convinced them with a little bit of money that I had it was to open up this coffee shop. Now, tell me, you took a trip to Italy, right? Right. So that was in... How did that change yeah, you? That's really where I got the idea, which is back in 1989, I was over in Italy and fell in love with the whole coffee culture scene over there. And when I came back, that's all I talked about. Got it. So let's go back. So as you see your family, your grandfather, your dad, your uncles, your cousins, what was your favorite memory of this corner? Oh, this corner it definitely has to do with uh, when we had the presidents, believe it or not. Who wow. used to be. So 9th Street is a is a beacon for all our, you know, our politicians to come down here to, to have celebrities and even local celebrities. But I can remember distinctly uh, President Ford driving down 9th Street. I think I was in kindergarten at that point. And literally remember SWAT being on our rooftops and just the, the, the whole pomp and circumstance that occurred here and how like 9th Street is such an integral part of Philadelphia. Ben, I was just uh, in awe of, of that. So, Anthony, take me back to 2003. Why did you decide to incorporate chocolate into the store? Well, that's really easy. So um, I always look to our market and see what's missing. And to me, a specialty shop for chocolates was missing. What I didn't realize is that chocolate business is extremely seasonal. So therefore, <laughs> so we're in the like perfect time right now, though, right? It was the perfect time now, but uh, aside from uh, yeah, the summer's really tough when it came when it came to chocolate. So we opened up the store in two thousand and three. I thought that the market really missed authentic chocolates, good chocolates, truffles, chocolate covered pretzels. They were our two, you know, items that we were really uh, interested in, in in showcasing when we had uh, when we opened up the chocolate shop. We're going to call it a chocolate house, but, you know, it's going to be more seasonal and we're going to do some mail order out of there. Well, that grew quickly. Now, I heard that y'all are also known for your gelato. And that's where the gelato came in. So, so the summertime is really tough to sell the chocolates, but the gelato, on the other hand, it's a, another sense. seasonal product. Right, right. So it's like, OK, we'll pair it up with gelato. And that's how uh, the whole concept of the chocolate house uh, started so we had started down the street uh, then we wind up moving next door directly to the coffee shop and then during covid it was deemed unessential by the city mm. and we had to close and then the coffee shop which was deemed essential we just couldn't let anyone inside so we have a retail store that we can now pack with product but nobody could see so this became a real challenge for us so you had to evolve during the pandemic what other challenges have you faced or come across running a family business that's stretching for generations? Well, I think the biggest challenge is to make sure that we continue to make our ancestors proud. My grandparents, my great grandparents, their their commitment to service and to the quality products is that our is front and center in practically everything that we do. They just wanted to do their best and to provide their best product. 
I mean, our mission is not only to provide high quality products with exceptional service, but it's to enhance and, and to continue the traditions here in our market and in our community. And you've done some philanthropic work that's been close to your heart. Why is that important to stay close and committed to the community? Because, I mean, we stay close and committed to the community because without the community, we don't exist. And it's taken, you know, this is a, I'm a different Anthony today than I was 25 years ago, 28 years ago. So the experiences and the uh, opportunities that I have had, I've come to, to understand the importance of having an active family, the importance of having community support. Um, and you go around and you, you meet people who simply don't have what I had. Now, I didn't know that I had something so special growing up. And I realized, you know what, we could do something to help someone else have a better life have a better opportunity, why don't we do that? Is that a lot of pressure though? Uh, it's self-imposed pressure, but it's a good pressure. Dealing with supply chain issues, dealing with uh, you know inflation, there are pressures I don't like. You know, but if I could find a way that you know we could help a child read, we're gonna take that opportunity. And if we could, if it's only money, we're talking money, I mean, it's so insignificant and we do our best to try to, to make a difference. Um, there's so many worthy causes out there, but uh, for us, we, we really look one uh, first and foremost to reading literacy, because I think that is a, a, a so essential to everyone's existence to do better for themselves. I mean, it, it's a no brainer. Um, and if we could do that with coffee and with chocolate, oh my gosh, how awesome is that? So uh, if we could do it, anyone could do it. That's how I see it. You know. Now, before we go, speaking of chocolate, what are some go-to holiday treats that you'd recommend people taste from Anthony's? All right, not just chocolate, but all right, just on chocolates first. Our number one seller are our chocolate-covered pretzels. I mean, there are so many different varieties. We do at least 15 different types from milk, dark, and white. Most popular is definitely dark chocolate dark chocolate with M&Ms or milk chocolate with, uh, you know, some more chocolate stripes on it. I mean, people go crazy over you know, the different toppings, whether it's nonpareil seeds and peanut butter chips. All of our panettone, which again, that's an Italian Christmas cake, a very traditional Italian treat. Uh, everyone should have a panettone on their table for Christmas. Our panettone come from Sicily, which is our home country and our hometowns, and we have probably another dozen different types of panettone from plain to pistachio to hazelnuts and they're just they're they're awesome coffee everybody needs a cup of coffee yes <laughs> <laughs> so we do tremendous uh uh efforts we we it takes us tremendous efforts to make sure that we're making gift baskets that have all of these goodies in them or they could just come into the store and grab a pound of coffee half a pound of coffee a cup of coffee Anthony, thank you so much for being on CityCast Philly. No, thank you. Have a great holiday. And here's what else Philly is talking about. City Council member Helen Gim resigned from her post Tuesday. According to the Inquirer, this comes as some expect an announcement later today for her to run for mayor. Also, because of resignations from former council members Sherelle Parker, Maria Quinones-Sanchez, 
Alan Dom and Derek Green, city council swore in four new members earlier this week who won special elections, Anthony Phillips, Ketsy Lazada, Jimmy Harity, and Sharon Vaughn. And finally, the Crossroads Women's Center, a community meeting place that provides support and advocates for women affected by housing, child care, and welfare issues, is opening a new space on Wayne Avenue in Germantown. According to Germantown Info Hub, Crossroads hopes to have a full grand opening in spring 2023. Congrats, y'all. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Hey, if you know someone like me who loves coffee and chocolates, why not share this episode with them? Leave us a review, subscribe to our morning newsletter, and we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. What's that machine? That's the espresso? No. Uh. That's somebody washing their hands. Oh.